leading engineering school for women in the San Francisco Bay Area. Join us for conversations on women in tech, software engineering news, and other industry updates. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be. This is Tori here from Hackbright. I run our brand and content marketing, and I'm here today with Catlin Hart, the owner, creator, founder, badass lady boss of Be Brave, Get Paid. So we're going to talk a little bit about salary negotiation, changing the ratio with Hackbright, and how particularly women looking to change their careers can go into the job search. So Kat, how are you? I'm doing so great. Tori, how are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Being very happy that it's <laughs> the first we get to talk about a really fun, important topic. Money. <laughs> All right. So let's just jump in. For those of us who don't know about Be Brave, Get Paid, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So Be Brave, well, first off, thanks for having me, Tori. I'm super excited to be talking with you. Ditto. Um, to pack right and everything that you guys are doing. Uh, Be Brave, Get Paid is a course that I created. It was, it's honestly the course I wish I had um, before I knew how to actually negotiate. And uh, it basically walks you through everything you need to know from, you know, how do you research your salary? Not only using online resources, but also, you know, being able to tap into your network, how to gain that confidence, both body, like, and how you communicate through your voice. Um, and then all the scripts, like, you know, when they say, oh, unfortunately we can't do that. How do you navigate those tricky situations? So the goal is to get you from not knowing anything about negotiation to being able to get the money by the end of this class. Awesome. And how did you become a salary coach or negotiation coach? Like what led you down that path? Yeah. Um, so I never grew up saying, oh my gosh, I want to be a salary negotiation coach. Um, I didn't even know something like that existed. Um, and really it came out of a need that I had, you know, um, I didn't know how to negotiate my salary, never was taught how to do it. When I learned, it was like, this is life changing. Um, and it was always something in the back of my mind, like I need to teach more people how to be able to do this. And that's actually how it began to form into a legitimate thing. I began, you know, volunteering at colleges just because I wanted more young women to be able to know this. And as I began doing that more, I also began getting asked by friends, you know, who are older. They're like, okay, I'm like 25, I'm 28. Like, but I actually don't know how to do this. I've never been taught. And so um, the more I began to do it and the more impact I began to see, that's when I was like, oh, this is something I need to be doing more of my life because the results are life-changing. Awesome. And why in particular um, do you think that myself or other women um, really need salary negotiation coaching? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, nobody needs anything. So if you don't feel like you want it and you like just, you know, accepting the job offer, that's totally fine. But the reality is that women are leaving thousands of dollars on the table every day, you know, and adds up to depending on where you live and what kind of position you're in, it can be well over a million dollars over your lifetime. So that gap is what I feel like personally, you know, it trickles into everything. It's our confidence in what we do. It keeps us in the workforce. You know, if we're not feeling valued, I mean, at a certain point we're like, you know, this is, I'm over this. Um, and so I want to have people to be empowered. I want them to be earning what they deserve. I want more women in the C-suite. And I also want more women to be in power positions. You know, money at the end of the day is power to be able to not only say yes to yourself, to your family, but it's also to be able to serve the greater community that you really wish to make an impact on. So for plenty of women, they're like, I don't want more money. I'm like, well, take the money because you it's market rate. It's what you deserve. It's what you should be getting. And also donate it. If you don't care to have that extra money, just donate it to a cause that you care about. Um, so I really don't think that there's anything negative that can come out of women asking for more. That's why I'm a champion for it. 
Totally. Super awesome. Um, and then what advice would you give to a person or a woman entering into a job interview? Like what should she prepare? Um, you know, I know one of the questions we get a lot is sort of like from the recruiters is, you know, what's your expected salary range? Um, you know, how do you find that fair number or do you go over that number? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, definitely. And that's a tricky thing, especially when you're entering a new um, workforce that you haven't traditionally been a part of. Um, what can happen is that we feel like, oh, I'm just lucky enough to get this job. It's really important at the end of the day to know what the market is paying, right? You, if you were, I always talk about houses because I just love houses, but you wouldn't just put your house on the market um, you know, for a hundred thousand dollars less than you should, just because this is your first time selling a house. Like it, you just go for what the market rate is and yeah. if rate is selling it at 700,000, then you sell it at 700,000. Um, so I think that that's the most important. The second thing is when you do come up with that range, it is really important. I mean, some people can say shoot way over the moon. I always like to say that you should know what's absolutely reasonable, but you should raise your expectations to get on that higher end. So when you talk about like, what's the bottom number in your range, we just instinctively, instinctually say, oh, this is the actual bottom. You don't want to show all those cards. So if your absolute walkaway number is $63,000, but you're really shooting for something around 70,000 and you think that's reasonable, then if you give a range, I would give something closer to 65 to 70, or even I'm looking at something around 68. Or if you feel comfortable enough, just say, yeah, I'm looking for something around 70. And then from there, you can always go down. Know that every single negotiation, will you will start up high and you will go down. It's very rare that they're going to be like, oh, wait, let's actually give you more. <laughs> <laughs> if only that was like the normal. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Cool. So um, what would you do if, you know, you say, okay, great. You know, it's, if 63 is my bottom line, but I'm going to go ahead and say like 75 and be really aggressive and yes. expect them to come down. What would you do if they were just like, sorry, that's too much? Yeah. Well, you can say, you can just ask it back. At the end of the day, this is just a conversation, right? And so if your friend were to be like, sorry, I can't do that. You'd be like, okay, well, what can you do? Right. And so be like, I would be completely interested still in this position. You know, I'm very excited by what you're doing. Um, you know, what is the number that seems reasonable or what have you budgeted for this position? And then they can tell you now they might like lowball you and they might say, you know, we only budgeted about 60,000, in which case you need to know that that's your absolute bottom. And while it's tempting to say, oh, okay, I think that's okay. You want to express disappointment. You want to be like, hmm. Yeah. You know, that is significantly lower than what I was expecting. You can even stop there and see if they jump back in or, and then you, if not, then you can say, you know, can we meet somewhere in between how about 70,000? And even though that's even higher, you've come down 5,000. If you go from 75,000 down to 65,000, they know that you're not that strong in that 75,000 and that, you know, their willingness to budge um, from there doesn't need to be as much. So just go down a little bit and see what they say. Again, at the end of the day, it's just a conversation. Totally. Yeah. And so, and you know, if they come to you and they say, Hey, you know, here's this opportunity, maybe they did the outreach themselves and they're saying, we're looking at 68 and you were thinking that's in range, but mm -hmm. you think you might be able to get more. Is it okay to, 
not negotiate or would you always sort of have that conversation? Yeah. Well, this is what I recommend at the end of the day. Um, salary is just one part of the, the package, right? And so it's important for you to understand the entire package. Maybe that doesn't include, you know, the sick time that you're looking for PTO or the vacation time, the, you know, expenses, healthcare, et cetera. So no matter what, when they give you the offer, you always show gratitude, but you ask to see it in writing because mm-hmm. from there, then you can look at the entire package and you can decide when you go home, you can say, you know what, 68 is technically higher than what I was expecting, but it's closer to my higher range, you know, but I still really want 70 or, you know what, I'm happy to accept 68, but there's a few things that are important to me that I want to see if they're open to discussion for. So no matter what, always get the offer letter so that you can look at the package as a whole and also take your time to really evaluate. Are you okay with that number? We often feel like we have to answer in the moment. They say 68,000, what do you say? And you feel the pressure to answer. You have no need to feel that pressure. Even if they're making you feel that way, you're entitled to at least 24 hours to review the offer. Awesome. Yeah. And then say you actually get lucky enough to maybe get multiple offers. You've mm-hmm. been interviewing a ton, you yeah. know, casting a wide net. I think a lot of us probably do that during yeah. the interview stage. Um, is it okay to play them off of each other? How do you approach a scenario where, you know, say you've talked to two companies and they both want to move forward. Um, yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Well, if you're in that position, that's amazing. That's really, really ideal to have so many offers at hand. Um, Different people that I work with feel differently about it, right? Um, If you are personally somebody who are like, honestly, I just can't, I just can't do that. I feel so bad. You know, that's okay. I'm not, I don't think that you should ever necessarily feel pressured to do something different that feels really, you know, gross and icky. However, I would say that if you can allow yourself to be open up to the idea that you can essentially pit them together, like against each other in a way that's not aggressive. It's just like, Hey, this is another position I'm going for. You know, I am really interested in you, but you know, they are offering me something like this. Is this something that we can match? That's the most simplistic form, right? You like company A, but company B is offering you more. So you just say, can you match at that price? And they will say, most likely if they really want you. Yes. It gets tricky when you have maybe say three and company B is hiring, uh, is has the most, um, but you actually want that the most. So it's like, how do you how do you compare other positions where you're actually getting an offer less? At the end of the day, they don't technically know what the other person is offering. So if you have a really good poker face and if you know that all of the salaries that were given to you are actually much lower in the range than what you like researched and what you know you could actually get, then you can say, I'm expecting somewhere closer to this, which is the higher number that you would be expecting. And even though you have different positions and even though maybe none of them have given you that offer at that position at that height, um, you're expecting that because you are expecting at the end of the negotiation, one of the three will get closer to the higher end of the range. Does that make sense? Um, But it can be a tricky dance. Uh, Definitely one that, you know, that's one where you're having trouble with, like coach, you can get a coach through that because it's, it's not an easy situation. Cool. Yeah. I feel like it can be really intimidating to, to play that game. Like, what if they walk away? What if yeah. Um, yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Cool. And then, you know, with, in terms of looking at a package, taking all the other angles in, um, you know, I know with like a lot of startups and even with bigger yeah. companies, sometimes part of that salary negotiation is stake or share within the company yeah. instead of, mm-hmm. you know, cold, hard cash. So mm-hmm. how do you um, approach the non-salary part of your 
compensation package. Yeah. Again, it's going to depend on you and what's important to you. So if you, I mean, they, if the offer is, it's a, it's a very early stage startup and they're only going to give you $30,000, but they're like, the rest will come in stocks. It's like, well, what's the likelihood of this? Also, how many years am I going to be working at this pay? Um, so you have to figure out for you, like, what do you feel about the company and how do you feel about, you know, it's projected growth over time, but also what is your bottom line? Like, realistically, can you live off of $30,000 in San Francisco? That's going to be, you can, it's very, very tricky. So mm-hmm. it depends on where you live. It depends on what is your basic needs um, and what's important to you. If you feel like, you know what, for me personally, like I'm somebody where I really, really value financial security. So I have my absolute bottom line where it's like, okay, stocks and that is amazing. And that's very cool. But we need to make sure that the base is at least here. If not, I'm not going to feel comfortable moving forward. So you have to know that about yourself of what's your bottom line. And also, you know, get realistic about how long is it going to take that company to reach that level? Is it likely, um, not is it likely that they'll succeed, but like how likely is it to succeed to the level which they're promising? Because every single founder thinks that they have the best idea ever. And not every single founder does like many startups fold. And that's a, that's a reality. So while you want to believe in the company and be excited, you have to take a realistic point of view of what's important to you. Um, and base salary is definitely a part of that. So everything can be additional after that. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. And then, you know, so personal anecdote, I graduated college basically during the recession of the earth in the 2000s. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I had a contract role for a little bit and then I was unemployed basically yeah. for, uh, eight, nine months or something like that. And it took me a while to find a job that was like what I really wanted. But then when I got to the negotiation part, I was kind of like, I'll just take it. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to women who have been on the job hunt for a long time and are maybe, you know, just like, I just need a job. I just need a salary. Like how yeah. do you maintain, you know, your worth or mm-hmm. even go into negotiations, um, after that point? Yeah, that is super tricky because at that point you really are like, I just want a job. Um, the thing that I always like to say is that negotiation is always an expected part of the process. If we don't do it, you know, most of the time, the majority of people don't, but it is an expected part of the process. So just by bringing up the conversation to see if there's flexibility, you're not demanding a higher salary. You're just looking to explore it. And literally this conversation, which may take five minutes, um, you know, could actually give you a bump of $5,000 more. So I just like to help people rethink, like, what would you do with an extra $5,000? You know, what would you do with an extra $10,000? Do you feel confident to have that conversation for five minutes? If a company does retract an offer, for me, that is a huge signal. If you made a reasonable ask to explore it and they say, you know what, it seems like you don't want it and they're going to take it back. For me, I think that that's a saving grace. That's a red flag that that's a company that's not going to be willing to have those kind of conversations with you long-term. And when you think about, you know, asking for a raise later on and how difficult that is, if that company has already signaled, that's the way that they handle it. It's kind of like, mm, even though it's taking you nine months, you will literally be locked into this job for the next one, two, three years. So do you want to set yourself up for that? Like, are you willing to at least continue that conversation and look at other companies so that you don't put yourself in that position where you feel almost powerless at the end of the day? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. 
Um, so do you have any other advice for women, especially, you know, with HackRate, women who are entering the job market as new software engineers and developers, Mm -hmm. um, what other advice would you give to people just starting the job hunt? Yeah. When, when you're starting the job hunt, you know, focus on one thing at a time. And the thing for negotiation is, you know, there's plenty of scripts that I share of like how to navigate during the interview and the application process, but the negotiation should really happen closer to the job offer. When you're applying, it's all about putting your best foot forward. Like you are the most stellar person, especially for HackRite. You are changing positions, right? For many people, they're coming from a whole different industry into here. You feel like, oh, maybe, you know, what am I, what do I know? I'm just going to be starting salary. But actually you're bringing many, many years of experience to the table. So understand how the experience that you already have will help support you for that job going forward. And know that when they say, oh, what is your expected salary, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know what? I'm happy to talk about that later. But right now I want to just focus on right fit. You know, I want to learn more about this company and take back your power in that position because really you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. When it comes to the negotiation, you know, they are looking for their bottom line. You have to be the CEO of your own life because you're the only one who's going to be able to take care of yourself when it comes down to the actual money that you get for the job that you are fulfilling. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Great. So, you know, say we've got our new graduates, they're, they've been going through the career development phase. Uh-huh. Um, and they're looking for help with their negotiations, negotiations. Like maybe they're actually getting offers. Um, if they need help, where can they find you? Oh my gosh. Find me at <laughs> be brave, get paid. Um, you can find kathleenhart.com has, you know, all the information for, you know, all the different things I do. I have this a podcast. I love speaking. That's why, you know, we got connected at hack, right? My favorite thing is to speak, but you know, if you want to start getting paid more, you can check out be brave, get paid.com. Uh, it's where you can get into the course and start learning and begin working with me. Uh, my students, I mean, I just got an email yesterday at $20,000. Pretty much most of the emails I get range between fifteen dollars and $30,000. So if that's interesting to you and you want that support, I'd love to be there for you. Awesome. Great. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for talking with us. That was super helpful. I feel like that just gives me and I feel like all of our students and grads and alum just a ton of information and help. So really, really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thanks so much, Tori. And again, I love being a part of HackBright. I love everything you do. Um, For anyone that's listening, go out there, be brave, get paid, get that money. You know you deserve it. Awesome. Thanks, Kat. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to Run the World. Rights podcast for women by women. If you have another topic or speaker you'd like to hear from next time, drop us a note and let us know. Until then, thanks for all your work to change the ratio.